Hey girl, happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming back to the Girl God's Got You podcast. My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of this podcast. And today we're going to be talking all about the strength that we need to make a big shift in your life. Now we are going to be doing a couple more solo episodes before we have a couple interview episodes coming up. And I'm very much excited for today's episode all about the big shifts in your life. Now when we're young and when we're in our early 20s, our early 30s, our late teens, there are so many big shifts in life, whether we're deciding what college to go to or what major to choose or what career path to choose or who we want to marry or how many kids we want to have or buying our first home. There are so many big pivotal chapters in our life that happen when we're young and in these really transformative years. And there's a lot of big shifts we need to make. But in order to make these big shifts and in order to know what the right big shift is, we need the strength and we need the guidance from God. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit of tips and advice when it comes to making big shifts in life. And we're really going to be talking about how God will act in your life no matter what, in a big way or a small way. I'll be diving into this a little bit deeper, but there are times in our life, and at least in my life and some of my friends' lives, where we feel as though we don't know what's next, we cannot hear God, we're really confused. And at the very last moment when we're really not sure what to do, God shows up in ways that are bigger, greater, and more amazing than we could have ever thought or imagined. And I'm going to be talking more about that later in today's episode. But before we dive into that and a couple different ways that we could strengthen ourselves and search for God's guidance in our life, I want to talk about the intro topics of today's episode. Now, there is this really great quote and kind of one of the inspirations for this episode. It's in day 28, January 28th of Jesus Calling. I love Jesus Calling. I've been reading this for many years. I would recommend to anyone who wants to just do a little bit of devotional and a couple Bible verses in the morning. It's really nice. It's it's pretty quick as far as the devotional goes, but it's really good to get some insight in. It's by a woman named Sarah Young, and she talks about different topics from Jesus's perspective and then she has a couple bible verses at the end of each devotion but I'll link a couple of them in the show notes so you just get on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or really anywhere you get books but January 28th this one says I am with you always I spoke these words to my disciples after my resurrection I continue to proclaim this promise to all who listen People respond to my continual presence in various ways. Most Christians accept this teaching as truth, but ignore it in their daily living. Some ill-taught or wounded believers fear and may even resent my awareness of all they do, say, and think. A few people center their lives around this glorious promise and find themselves blessed beyond all expectations. When my presence is the focal point of your consciousness, all the pieces of your life fall into place. As you gaze at me through the eyes of your heart, you could see the world all around you from my perspective. The fact that I am with you makes every moment of your life meaningful. Now, that very last quote, I'm going to say it one more time, that is the quote of today's podcast episode. The fact that I am with you makes every moment of your life meaningful. I find that there are times in our life that really define each chapter. Like we were talking about earlier, when we get married, when we start our career, when we buy our first home, those big pivotal things in our life can define the stage that we're in. 
But then there's the moments that build up to those big meaningful periods that maybe we feel they are waiting periods, maybe they are periods filled with pain or maybe even monotony, and it can be hard to see how these small areas are meaningful. But the fact that God is with us means every part of our life, big or small, boring or not, good or bad, He is with us no matter what. And it's oftentimes those quiet spaces and those in-between spaces that build us up to become the person we want to be so that we can have the courage and the guidance to take on those big shifts in life. So that's the quote of the week. I love Jesus Calling. I would highly recommend it. And like I said, I'll just link a couple in the show notes below. But as far as the goal this week, it honestly has nothing to do with today's podcast episode, but it's to push myself in the gym more. For many, many years, I've been doing very similar routines, very similar workouts, which I love. I very much love doing strength training and HIIT workouts. They're two of my favorites. But I every week want to, on Sunday or maybe Monday morning, um, just write out a workout plan of how I'm going to push myself in the gym, whether it's going up in weight, going up in reps, trying out new exercises. I feel ready to do that. And so that's my goal this week. I've written out a workout plan for myself. I'm just really excited to see how it goes. So that's the goal for the week. Like I said, nothing really to do with this podcast episode topic. But to dive into more of the lighthearted topics, I would say my favorite of the week is this French press I got from Ikea with my friend Catherine years ago. I've had this French press for probably three or four years. I think it's the same one. I may have gotten, and this might be a different one, but if I... If my memory is correct, I think I've had this French press for quite a long time. And I didn't use it too much, but I was using the Starbucks Blonde Roast K-Cups for a while. I love that coffee, by the way. One of my favorites. But K-Cups are so pricey. So then I got the refillable K-Cups where you could fill up your K-Cup with coffee. But I kind of had the wrong one. It didn't do it right. I didn't want to buy another one. So I just thought, okay, I'll just use my French press. So what I do is I pour in my coffee. I pour in less than they say because I feel like it's so wasteful to pour that much coffee in the French press. So I just pour in, I just kind of eyeball it and it, it works for me. Probably like two or three tablespoons. And then I get my Keurig and I have my Keurig make a 12 ounce cup of boiling water. And then I pour that water into the French press. I let it sit for probably 7 to 10 minutes in the morning. And then I press it down. And I have my coffee with my oat milk. And it's just so good. So French press is amazing. I would highly recommend. I think mine was like 10 bucks at Ikea. Ikea's are really inexpensive. Uh, they are more expensive if you get nicer ones. But I think they're anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks. Like I said, on Amazon or at Target or something. So highly recommend. That is my favorite thing right now as far as items go. I love the French press. And Aaron loves the French press too when I make him coffee. So it's nice to Make him a cute cup of coffee because it's fun. You literally make your own coffee and it's not with a Keurig. And it actually tastes very delicious. It tastes better than a Keurig for me personally. So cheaper, tastes better, more fun to do. All right, journal prompt of the week. So last week's journal prompt was all about purpose generating activities, (laughs) making your purpose your focal point of every day. And the journal prompt specifically was what is a daily task that could help you achieve your big picture purpose each day? So for me, I would say the daily task that helps me the most is talking to God, whether that's prayer, whether that's reading the Bible, whether that's journaling, just having quiet time with God literally helps me achieve my big purpose, my big picture purpose each day because it puts my mind in the right place and sets the tone of the day. So I'd say that's the biggest task that helps me. I know that's cheesy and I know that's really suiting for this Girl God's Got You podcast, but really without time with God, 
I, I can't do everything he wants me to do in the day. So that was my response to the journal prompt last week. I would love to hear your guys'. If you ever want to respond to the journal prompt, please email me, DM me. I'd love to hear and share on the podcast. But this week's journal prompt, it's kind of one where you have to dig deep and it might, may make you feel uncomfortable, but this podcast is going to go there a little bit. So the question is, is there a part of your life where you feel like you are settling? And how can you change it? So maybe you don't feel like that, like you're settling or anything. If that's the case, I want you to kind of think of this journal prompt as when was a time in your life where you felt like you were settling and what did you do about it? So it's really what area in your life do you want to change and how did you change it or how can you change it if you haven't changed it yet? So that's the journal prompt of this week. I'm looking forward to seeing where you guys go with it and um, your responses. And if uh, if you have, if you want to share them, if it's not too personal, please. And I would love to share it anonymously on next week's podcast. Alrighty. So I would say my God's got you moment this week. I really, really feel like I'm helping people in my job. This is one of the God's got you moments. I have another one, but one of them is I really feel through so many small little occurrences this week that in my job, I'm very much able to help people when it comes to their personal finances. And I've been wanting to be a financial advisor literally since I was 15 years old. And the fact that I get to do it and it's helping people even in just a small way, I love it so much. And so that is one of my biggest God's got you moments because it's really so great to feel like you're living out your purpose. And I was studying for a big exam for so long and I'm finally, I've been done with it for a couple months and just being fully, fully in my job, fully present, doing what I love. It's been so rewarding. So that's a big God's got you moment personally. Um, And then my second God's got you moment is when I look in every area of my life as far as my relationships with others, myself, with Aaron, with God, my family, my friends, with my job, I've never been this content in my entire life. And I am so, so grateful for God, to God for that. Because there's been a lot of ups and downs in life. And I have had a wonderful life and I'm so blessed and so grateful. But everyone has their ups and downs. And mine, I've obviously had ups and downs too. I don't want to discredit that even though mine aren't as bad or as great as some people's. I mean, we can't compare. But for myself, I have had times where I had no clue I would be in this position in my life. And if you would have told me, a couple years ago, this is where I'd be, I wouldn't believe you. I would not. And I am just so grateful for where I'm at and the work that God has done in my heart and in my life to get here. And I just want to pour out these blessings to others. I feel so blessed and I want to be a blessing to others and share my love and strength and satisfaction from God to pour out to others so they could feel that too. And blessed to be a blessing. That's really all it is. So so grateful that I've at this point and that is definitely a big God's got you moment because I remember just talking on the phone with Aaron saying I have never felt this content in my entire life and I am so grateful and of course there's going to be future ups and downs but what I'm learning is even when life has hard circumstances your contentment can stay the same if you put your contentment in God's hands and growing up as a young female a young woman I'm finally realizing that that my circumstances don't have to dictate my level of contentment and satisfaction yes my emotions and my feelings may change but my contentment doesn't have to and that's something that I think as we grow older we kind of figure out but that's my God's got you moment for the week all right we're going to be diving into the God's got you statement and that'll be transitioning us into the episode content for today's episode And the God's got you statement is this. God's got you.
because he has an intention for your life. He knows the direction he wants your life to go in. He has a story written for you. I find that there are some times in our life where we feel so empty. We feel like our life's just going to stay at this coastal pace and it's not going to be amazing. It's not going to be terrible. And sometimes we feel like we're settling. I think that almost everyone has felt this way before, big or small. They feel like they're settling in some area in their life. And whether we're choosing not to leave this settled feeling because of fear, because of worry, because we don't have faith in how it'll work out, because we have no clue what to cling on to if we let go of this thing we're settling for, it could be a job. It could be the major that you selected at school. It could be the school you chose. It could be someone you're dating. It could be a friend you have a close connection to. Perhaps it's a boss that you really don't like. There are so many different aspects in our life that we choose to settle. Usually, we're fearful to let it go. We're fearful of the uncertainty in the future. Or we just feel so empty and don't have a lot of hope that we don't know which, which next move to make. Settling is something that, we, that I think we've all experienced or we will experience in the future. But let me say, God has such an intention for your life. He didn't create you and he didn't save you for you to settle. He wants you to live an amazing life filled with abundance, joy, and peace. And so this episode is here to say if you feel like you're settling in a certain area in life, God will give you the strength and he will give you the guidance to make a shift so that you don't feel like you're settling. God paid too big of a price for you to settle in your life. And I just have to say that if you feel like you're in that place, don't stay there longer than you have to because God will show up. You just have to trust him. And how do we know that he'll show up? Because he's promised in the Bible that he will provide purpose, he will provide abundance, and he will provide satisfaction in your life. That's a promise that God has for us. And no, it's not going to be easy. Yes, you're going to have to make hard decisions. Yes, you're going to have to do a lot of self-work in yourself, most likely. It's not meant to be easy, but it can be right. And so if you feel like you're settling in an area in your life, I hope this podcast reaches out to you. And I want to give you permission that you can make shifts in your life because God is too good to let your life either be mediocre or terrible or awful. I mean, there's different different varieties of settling i think there's different levels either in a very dangerous situation you're, you're literally settling and you you have to get out or maybe you just know where you're at is not where you should be but you don't know how to get out of it so there's different levels of how much you're settling but let me just say god did not destine you to settle he destined you to have abundance and purpose in your life and to feel his love all right, with all of that being said, enough of the preaching, let's dive into the rest of today's episode, all about how to gather God's strength and his guidance to make big shifts in your life. All right, I want to start off this portion of the episode with a passage from Ephesians. It's from Ephesians chapter 3, and my mom actually sent me verse 20 earlier this week. I remember recording this on a Sunday, so I guess it was last week, so for you it was last week. Um, but I read that verse, it's one of my favorites, and then I looked up some of the verses before it, and it was even more impactful. So right now, I'm going to be sharing with you Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16, 16 through 20. If you want to look it up online, you totally can, or I have it actually written out in the show notes below because it's that impactful. But if you want to read along with me, 
please do. I think it'll make everything even more impactful. So Ephesians chapter 3 verses 16 through 20. I'll read it through and then I'll share some of the highlights from it that I think really apply to this topic. So it starts out saying, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Wow, what a beautiful passage. Ephesians is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It has so much wisdom. But I would say that my first takeaway from this is the portion that says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. The fact that it says being rooted and established in love is what can help you understand the very love of God. And knowing that this love surpasses knowledge. Being established in love and being rooted in it can help open our eyes to so many different elements in our life. And one of the reasons that I think this is so important is when we understand just how much God loves us, we know that we were destined for more than settling. We know we were destined for more than being treated badly or by not living out our full, full potential. When we could finally be established in the fact that God loves us so much, we won't settle for any, anything less than what we know God wants to give us. And I think that is so impactful and something we should always continue to know more and more about how much God loves for us. Because when we know how much he loves for us, we could then love ourselves on a deeper level because we'll start understanding ourselves and seeing ourselves through God's eyes and, and not just our own. And then my second biggest takeaway from this passage was the very last verse, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. At the very end, his power is at work within us. And when we are in a hard part, a hard area in our life where we feel like we have no direction, we feel empty, maybe we feel numb, maybe we feel trapped. It's very hard for us to think, how will I get out? How will I change my life? I know I'm settling. I know I need to make a shift. How do I do it? God is at work within you. His power is in you. He will give you the power and the direction to change your life around. He will provide immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine because he will work within us. And so I want to encourage you to have faith that it's going to get better. You just have to trust him and follow the signals that he gives you in your life. God will provide the signals. He will provide the opportunity to make a move. There's another verse in the Bible that says if we have a certain temptation that's going to come across in life, God will always provide a way out of that temptation. I think this idea is also true in our life. If God knows that we're on a wrong path or not living the way that's aligned with his story for us, he will provide ways for us to leave this not good way and follow the path that he has for us. I truly believe that because God wants us to live a life filled with abundance, love, and purpose. 
So that's the verse that I wanted to start off with. And now I'm going to be sharing a few bits of advice about how you can make a big shift in your life, starting with point A, where you're thinking, I know I need to do something, but I don't know how to do it, what to do, I don't know what to say, starting from there, and then tips along your path of finally getting to the place where you know God wants you to be. So I'd say that the first piece of advice in trying to get out of a hard situation or try to move on from feeling like you're settling to moving to the place of peace is first step, truly ask yourself if you are living aligned with what God wants. Are you living out his story for you? I challenge you to ask yourself this question. If I could have anything in the world, if I could live any life, would I live this life? I want you to truly ask yourself, what are you settling for? What anxiety do you have? What's causing that anxiety? What purpose are you living right now? Is it really fulfilling? Is it really the purpose you know God has for you? I want you to ask this question as well. If something were to happen to you, would you look back on your life and feel as though you were living your life to the fullest? I want you really to answer these questions. And after thinking about these questions and answering them, if you realize, wow, there's there's some shifts that need to be made, I want you to then take the next step of figure out what kind of life you wish you could be living right now. If you've already established that, wow, I need to make some shifts, I feel like I'm settling, maybe you feel like you're trapped, maybe you feel like you need to make some big decisions, before you make those decisions, figure out what kind of life you wish you could be living right now. Be honest and define it. And then determine what kind of change needs to be made. Maybe it's a small change. Maybe it's a change in yourself. Or maybe it's a change in your circumstances. Maybe it's a change in your job, in your relationships, in your location. But that's the second step. Really paint the picture of, if I could have anything I want in this world, if I can make any of these changes, what would my life look like? That is the second piece of advice. And then the third piece of advice is talk to a loved one who is close to God. Say, hey, I'm in this situation. I need to make a shift. This is what I want. I want to ask your thoughts on it because sometimes we could be so wrapped up in our own heads that we don't know the right, the next right step to take. But I think God gives wisdom to loved ones so that when we ask them for advice, they could give us godly advice that's aligned with God's truth. So talking to a loved one is so important because they could give you guidance along the way. They could bounce ideas off you. They could listen to you vent. They could help you understand the next decisions to make. So I'd say that's a very big very important step is to talk to a loved one who was also close with God so they could help you through this change in your life. And then I'd say the next piece of advice is to develop an action plan. Figure out, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. What are the action plans or what are the action steps I need to take to execute this plan? What decisions do I need to make? What do I need to prepare for? What words do I need to say? Maybe you have to write this out. I don't know. I love writing things out, but develop a plan because when you want to make a big shift in your life, whether it's a moving, whether it's a job, a new school, whatever it is, develop an action plan and figure out what you need to do to actually get there so that it is successful. And then once you develop that plan, you're going to have all these fears and doubts in your head. You're going to think, okay, if I make this plan, everything is going to change. And if I do this, what's going to happen? And if I say this thing, how is someone going to respond? And you're going to be so worried and you're going to have all these fears because when Satan sees that you're trying to get out of this hard part in your life, he's going to do every single thing that he can to try to keep you where you are, to keep you settled, to keep you sad, to keep you trapped, to keep you suppressing the purpose God has for you. Satan is going to bombard you with fear, with anxiety, with worry, with doubt. 
but you cannot let that happen. So when you are feeling those worries of doubt and fear, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? Maybe a lot of bad things could happen, but just say it out loud. Say this could happen, that could happen, some are big, some are small, and bring them to God and say, God, I have a lot of fear. I know I need to make shifts. I know it's not going to be easy. Your path to abundance and peace and joy and love, it's not easy, but it's worth it. So here are my worries. Present these worries to God. Present them to that loved one that you're talking to, or maybe your family member or your friend or someone close to and say, hey, these are the worst things that can happen. Can you help talk me through these things and help kind of talk me off the ledge so I don't freak out? Because you want to make this plan. You want to make this shift. Things could happen, but you want to share them with God and your loved ones so they could help you work through them. And the next piece of advice is once you've figured out your action plan, you've addressed the worries, you need to follow through. You need to follow through on all the steps because, like I said, this path can be hard. Because when you feel like you're settling and you feel like you're trapped, sometimes it's very, very hard to get out of. Especially when, you know, things are dangerous and you're in a very bad situation. It's very scary and very hard. But you need to follow through on the scary things and the hard things. And you cannot let fear win. That's the next piece of advice. Do not let fear win. Continue to talk to your loved ones for guidance and support. Pray, journal, study God's word for guidance because you're going to be very vulnerable in this process and you need to fill yourself up with the right things. And what are the, the best things in life? I'd say talking to God and reading his word. Those are safe, good things to fill up your heart when you're going through a big change. For example, maybe you're breaking up with a boyfriend or a friend or maybe you're moving schools or maybe you're leaving a friend group or maybe you're leaving a job. It's going to be very emotional because oftentimes the places that we're settling in involve so much emotion and they're hard to leave. So you're going to have a lot of emotions, especially with people close to you. So you want to make sure that you're filling yourself up with the right things so you have the strength to keep going. And so that is so important to be as close to God as you've ever been because you need him in this pivotal point in your life. All right, so the next couple of pieces of advice are when you finally executed you pl- your plan. It was probably going to be the hardest decision you've ever made in your life, one of the hardest to feel like you're settling, try to develop a plan, talk to a loved one, figure out what you need to do, make the hard decisions, and let's just say you've finally gotten to the place where you want to be. There's a couple pieces of advice that I have that I think are very important to implement so that you don't feel like you're settling again. And so I'd say the first thing is to start living each day in freedom and live that life that you wanted to live for so long. I think it's really easy to feel guilty when we get to the point where we wanted to be for so long. And then we thought we'd never get there. We finally gotten there and we could feel like, oh my gosh, I don't deserve this. You feel guilty. You feel like something else is going to go wrong. But live in that freedom. Live in the freedom and enjoy it and thank God each and every day and feel blessed and let that feeling of gratitude and appreciation pour out to other people. Like I said earlier, you're blessed to be a blessing. Don't just live in this love and do nothing else with it. Take this love from God, take this satisfaction and this contentment and this peace and pour it out to someone else so that they can, you could start this chain reaction of them feeling the love and the guidance and the strength of God so they can make those important shifts in their life. And then the second piece of advice is do not take this freedom for granted. I like to think about this when it comes to productivity. 
they always say you can't have your productivity depend on motivation because motivation is fleeting. You have to have productivity depend on discipline. Well, what do you do with the times that you are motivated? Don't take it for granted. Get ahead on your work. Get ahead on your tasks so that when the motivation goes away and you have to work on discipline, you're a little ahead. I think the same thing is true for your purpose. When you feel like you're on cloud nine and you're walking on sunshine and you're so happy, don't take it for granted because in a few months or years, you're probably going to have times where you're feeling down and you feel lack of motivation and it could happen in a matter of weeks and days. You never know. So don't take that cloud nine feeling for granted. Be happy in it. Be present in it. And store up that energy so that when you do have a bad day or you are going through something hard, you could take some of that joyful energy you stored up to help move yourself through a hard time. So I'd say do not take this freedom for granted. Be present in it and harness this energy for the future. And then the last piece of advice I have is to help other people as they go through their decisions and shifts in life. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this and you feel like you have peace, you have satisfaction, you don't feel like you're settling, be reaching out to your loved ones that you think maybe need some advice in life or maybe need some godly wisdom, be there for them. And if they reach out, make time for them. Be there to give them advice and to give them prayer and to offer a listening ear because When I'm looking back in my life, the most pivotal moments were when my loved ones were there for me and they helped me make very impactful decisions. So I hope that this podcast episode was uplifting. I hope that it was helpful. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're settling or feeling trapped in life because we only have one life and we could do so much with our life. And it's not our fault. Most of the time, it's not our fault that we feel like we're settling because sin is in the world, bad things happen. And so if you feel hurt by anyone, or trapped. Know that even if this was done non-intentionally by you and you didn't have anything to do with this, but you feel like you're stuck, know that God wants to get you out. And so please, depend on him, make these shifts, reach out to a loved one, and most of all, know that you're not alone because God loves you and he has an intentional story for your life. Girl, God's got you. He loves you. He's here for you. He is with you. Never forget that. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Please email me or DM me on Instagram if you have any feedback, any questions, any suggestions, any prayer requests. I would love to hear from you and I'd love to be there for you. So I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you in next week's episode.